But all of this shit, especially corporations and like fucking Netflix, they don't give a fuck about your political. They don't care about the feelings of colored people or gay people or trans people. They care about making fucking money. Yeah. That's it. That's why it's on there to make fucking money. Yeah. They're listening to you and going, oh, all right, whatever, we'll make this now. And in five years, it'll be the exact opposite. Like, it doesn't, they don't care. That's what, like, when people were mad about the Chappelle thing, everybody's like, oh, they're fat. It's like, no. Because that guy sees how many people watch Chappelle shit. If the Chappelle, if it wasn't Chappelle, yeah. he, would, can't, he would probably take it off. Well, if it was probably just some comic who was, like, relatively successful, you know, but didn't make Netflix $100 million, probably, just in people watching, they would probably cut it. They made Norm. They made Norm go on an apology yeah. tour. Yeah. You know, right. they they made Norm go on the View. <laughs> did you see that? That's first second. Did you see the first time he was on the View? Yeah, he kept, kept talking about Vince Foster. It was awesome. Was that the guy that killed the, the guy that Clint that that he says he Clinton? Kept, yeah, <laughs> he kept bringing. I it was a matter of public record that Bill Clinton was a murderer. She's like, you can't say that. It's like what? <laughs> oh, that man. dude. Nothing made me more sad in the past year. In my life, that was one of the saddest deaths that's ever happened. I had just, like, I had watched, I had just gotten really into him during the, like, I always liked him, but, like, during the pandemic. You go down the rabbit hole, dude. The I just watched, well, you just watch, you watch all his weekend update stuff, yeah. and then you realize that, like, the OJ jokes are one thing, and then you realize that, like, the guy who was the head of NBC kept telling yeah. him, hey, stop making fun of OJ, he's my friend, and then he kept making OJ jokes. Dude, that's why he's the greatest because he time and again ruined his career for a joke yeah. that's a comedian that's yeah. the purest version of a comedy he can't not do it it's like it's in his fucking dna if you yeah. tell him not to he has to do it that's what i like about comedy and at some point it became the exact opposite like it, yeah it it became a point where a lot of people wanted to become they hated the cops not to to kind of steal a line from Rick and Morty here, you hate the cops so much you became the co- you know yeah you hate the cops so much you became the cops. Sure. No, that's right. Um, anyways, so uh, I think we were we were talking about your sketch show and that kind of yeah we we went off on a on a tangent. Um, so how much like how much of the writing were you doing? Like, were you writing because you you said your buddies were like kind of the technical aspect. So were you doing a lot of the no the we're writing? All, we all do all of it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I there are sketches that I have written and that we do, and then there mm-hmm. are sketches that Rich has written and we do, and then Pat has an idea and we do it. But we all punch it up and make it better. What do you? What is your like magic goal? Like you was like to to do to get paid to do stand up every day. I yeah, mean, you know, to make a fucking tutorial doing stand up. That's what it all is for me. Now, do you want to like do? Are you like do you want to do like theaters or do you want to be like the road dog doing? Kenosha, Wisconsin. I want to pay rent. That's it. Yeah. I want to pay rent just doing stand-up and not have to have a job I don't like. And uh, and when I have that, I will not like it and be uh, Miserable. upset, but that's what I want for now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be ungrateful when I get it. Don't get me wrong, but that's yeah. what I want. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, if fucking dude, if I mean, the end goal, if Netflix offers us a sketch show, the dream would be to do that or like have a, our own show like uh, It's Always Sunny or something like that. Yeah. That would be pretty, pretty awesome, obviously. That's a show. Even they've kind of started hedging their bets. Nah, <laughs> they don't really. There's a there's a couple of times they do like address that stuff, but it's always fucked up. And fu- like, did you see the one where they did the sexual harassment seminar? Yeah. Well, that yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it turned out D was the one sexually harassing everybody. And at yeah. one point, Mac just grabs her by the pussy and lifts <laughs> just, her above yeah, his head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, they. It's I, very well done. It's satire, but it's also not. 
it's satire like they're making fun of those people, but it's also funny just because they're doing it. Yeah. Which is awesome. That's yeah. the shit I like. It's funny because it's fucked up. Also, there's an underlayer of satire, obviously. Yeah. No, I think they're like, I don't know, I don't know what FXX's business, well, I know their business model now, it's Disney, but like, I still don't understand, like, half the shit, like, it's always sunny, and then they had that show Wilfred on there, I was like, I don't understand, like, what kind of, are you, is it, it's, they're just like the, let's throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. I, yeah, network. I mean, that's a lot of them, yeah, but they give, they take more risks, and they're, like, willing to do that, which is cool, and not common nowadays. So, what besides Always Sunny have you been watching and, like, really appreciating from, like, a comedic perspective? Uh, I think You Should Leave is incredible. I yeah. fucking love it. It's so goddamn good. Um, mm-hmm. It's Always Sunny. I Not a lot, honestly. I watch uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm's All Right. It, dude, he annoys me. Because I waited in Santa, I waited tables in Santa Monica, and I dealt with old, complaining Jewish men. Yeah. And I, it's fucking not funny. Yeah, <laughs> You're being a bitch, Larry. Stop. You're anno- <laughs> Half of the things is him being mad at a waiter. It's so obnoxious. Well, yeah, that's what it is. Like, and, like, it's, for me, when I learned that he was, like, just like that, I, I think it's a big. Exa- I think it's an exaggeration. But sure, yes, but like he's at his core kind of right. like that. Kind of started. I was like, yeah, that's not that like not that charming. But it is funny. I can only watch like one episode or two in a row, and then I'm over it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's it. There's a couple of stand up specials that have been really good. Shane Gillis's stand up specials. Shane's Shane's so was really funny. really good. Uh, um, I like Chappelle's. I really love Chappelle's last one. I have not his his net. I was not a fan of a lot of his Netflix stuff. A lot of people feel that way. I just. I mean, it's not. It just wasn't what it wasn't his. Like old, like it. It just he, I, he hasn't lost. I don't think he's lost his step. I think his brain is just sharp as ever. But he's less. I think he's less concerned with like the joke mm-hmm. and more of like kind of like I have this audience. I'm going to smoke a cigarette and I'm going to make my point. Yeah, and, and I'm a naturally funny person, so it's going to be funny. But right. I'm not necessarily like the punchline isn't the, the prime. The whole point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I like. I like that. Like I, my favorite comic for a while is Bill Hicks, and he's the least funny comedian of all time to me. Like he's not funny at all, but I love him because there's, I like appreciate both parts of it, um, but the saying the truth when it could affect you. You know, it's. I think there's some valor to that that's worthwhile, and to do it, and uh, especially a dude like him, where he wasn't nobody gave a fuck, and he was doing it in the south and talking about like how Christianity was stupid. Like it takes balls. Yeah. And I like that. I like that shit. So Chappelle being the new truth speaker guy, I like that <clears throat> role that he has. Yeah, I mean, there's very few like. I mean, there are there is this like. Chappelle and maybe Burr are in this really weird pantheon of like mainstream comics who are also like truth teller right. edgy because there are edgy comics and there's there's as many edgy comics as now ever but they're just in their own well it's they, just stand up yeah right it's just stand up it's just jokes it's stand up it. and podcasts and yeah. like radio shows it's there's, not yeah. there's no greater arc to the set than uh if you watch some of the old dudes, like the, not the 80s, but like the late 90s, a big thing in stand-up was having like an emotional moment in the set. And a lot of guys would do it, and it was good. Um, yeah. Adam Ferrara, was that his name? That yeah, sounds right, yeah. <coughs> Something like that. But he, like, he was a killer, and then he had a whole bit about his dad dying, and you were like emotionally invested. I like that shit. I also love just straight crushing for an hour of hilarious stuff. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate all that. Yeah, you can either be micro big, well, not now. But like what micro micro like kind of was, right? Or you can be Joey Diaz and just like 
yeah. scream at the audience for an hour. And I love all of it. Have dude. everybody piss their pants. You oh. know, they're both equally good. You I know? think Burr and Louis uh, are probably the two best of all time. I mean, I guess Chappelle too, but Burr and Louis still maintained hilarity throughout while being as honest as you could possibly be. Yeah, which is the ultimate goal. I think the, for my and what I like about a comedian who's and you mentioned Burr and Louis, what they can do is like. They can tell a deeply philosophical joke, but then talk about their balls. Right. And, like, it's the same. There's no tone change. It's all the same joke. It's the same joke, yeah. Yeah. There's no, like, this is the serious moment. You know, they just can kind of do it all. Mm -hmm. Like, Bill Burr's last special, like, basically, like, the last half, the last bit where he's talking about, like, he's, like, talking to, with you know, the whole thing about his wife, about how, like, why black people are like better athletes or like right. better musicians and stuff. I mean, that is like a profound yeah. thing that like, I think a lot of people don't understand. Right. But it's also, he also does it like hilarious. While being funny. But yeah. I think there is some potency and usefulness to not being funny in stand up. And I think Chappelle doing that now is very necessary and uh, to be admired, to be like, you know, I'm not going to make jokes right now. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Because that's what the other fucking side, like Hannah Gatsby's whole shit was stand-up sucks, and I'm going to, so why not hear the other side of it, you know? Which yeah. is the majority of the world. Like, it's so funny whenever he releases, especially going Rotten Tomatoes, and it's, the newest one is 44% nine reviewers, professional reviewers. Yeah. And then it's 5,000 fan reviews, 95%. Well, that's, I mean, they did, I think they, I think with uh, Nanette, it was like. The exact opposite. The exact opposite. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent, a lot of reviewers, public reviews, a lot of re- all shitty. Yeah, so and I don't have any pro- like, just it's just not for me. It's not my thing. Yeah, but, I just don't care about it. And like, yeah. if you get to be your way and fucking shitty in your way, which is shitting on regular comedy, then we get to be our way in our own way. But the difference is, is that comedians on this side of the table who don't like Nanette don't try to ruin her life. That's and don't try to take her job. That's that's the other side the, does. That's the difference. It's that's like the fucking hysteria. Is like you, no one, no one. I didn't hear anyone trying to like kick Nanette off, kick Hannah Gatsby off nope. Netflix. No, or it was steal. nothing like, yeah, none of that shit. But I mean, not that it, something. not that it would have worked with Chappelle. I mean, the guy's still doing sold out shows. But just the idea that you want to do that, I think, is like, yeah. you know, is 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 dangerous. When you live a life, I mean, there are people who are you know in pain and suffering and struggling through the world. But if you can't listen to comedy without it deeply disturbing you, you have problems that you got to work on. Also, don't fucking watch it. You're an adult. I I think it's, I think there's this tendency with a lot of those. people. I think there are maybe if there's a hundred people, gen, if there's a hundred people who are saying they're offended, I think there are. 15 people who yeah, are absolutely. actually offended. Right. The, the rest of it is for... And the rest of it is like... And then and then there's like... An, on the other side, there's 15 who aren't offended, who know it's a joke, but are like, I'm gonna... This is like... I'm gonna hype. This is this is my chance to like... Yeah. Like how many... To get like, your shit Well, noticed. that turned the uh, the whole Chappelle protest. It ended up... The, the, the person leading it was a guy who has his own... Yeah, a lot Sketch? of sexual assault shit or no racism, no, no. right? Well, she, that was a yeah, woman. yeah, the woman has, but right. there was another. There was a there was a guy who's like a drag queen who has a show on, who's on that we're here, who's on the drag comedy show on HBO. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. So it wasn't just like average. Like you never heard, you never actually heard from like a trans person who worked at Netflix. Yeah. You just heard from people who were completely removed from the situation, who also consequently had a career who could benefit from. Right, 
being out front being and, outraged. And, and being outraged about Chappelle. I know that trans people don't like it, and I've I dated a girl who's like had two very close trans friends, and they didn't like it. But it's like, okay, you don't have to like it. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm true. not. I'm can definitely. That be, can that be it, or does it have to be like now we need a social revolution to silence this man? I don't know. It's an interesting argument because I understand their side of it. I'm not like. A fucking idiot where I think comedy is a be-all end-all. I think comedy does have uh, effect on society and what people say and believe. So, And there are a lot of dumb fucking people who don't think and believe whatever they hear. So I understand trans people being like, well, he's saying shit that's, you know, could be hurtful to our image. But I think in the long run, the way that you're included into society totally is that you're one of the groups that's allowed to be made fun of. I don't think the I, opposite is true. I think there's, like, I, I agree with you, but I also think there's, like, there has to be that sort of like balance of like you are allowed not and and, and you should like here's the thing Chappelle went after but he also like had a whole bit his closing bit was about Israel yeah. and Jews nobody batted an eye about nobody <laughs> it was batted so an, racist it was crazy anti what, what was the Jew guy what was the joke he called space Jew man, space Jews space Jews space Jews, yeah. space Jews. so racist yeah like like textbook anti-Semitism mm-hmm. and like nobody gave a shit yeah no, and and you know why? Because you shouldn't. Well, yeah, because it's a fucking joke. Also, Can yeah, yeah. This shit, like, dude, I'm gonna make fun of you for things. Well, who cares? Get over it. I don't know. Like, uh, come up here and make fun of me too. It's it's okay. Yeah, and they all do. They all make fun of white dudes. All of them, constantly. And I don't care. I only care because it's hacky and not funny 99 percent of the time. But I'm never like offended by dude. All right. It. The what? The part that when people do that is that I don't mind though. I don't. I what the white? It's like the. Comedians who do all the white people are evil stuff is that the best comedy has to come from some sort of like place of self reflection or some interior thing. So, in my opinion, I don't know if that's true. Okay, go ahead. no, go ahead. no. So what? What I was what? So like, I think you can do that joke, do those jokes, but you ha- it has to come from like a you have to tie it into your own insecurities or, or your own being. It can't just be like I'm gonna make jokes about. Like or, yeah, rather than just looking down your nose. Or yeah, I'm 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 gonna like I'm gonna make jokes about like white people being insecure and greedy. Oh wait, I'm also insecure. Like if if you can like tie it in there. Sure. Yeah. Whereas like what well, makes you more relatable, more likable. Yeah. Whereas you're just like you know saying oh I'm tired of dating white men. Okay, then fucking don't date white like don't date white men. All right, great. You know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of that came from, like, the alt-comics in the 90s, like, uh, Pan Oswald and David Cross, but those guys were funny. <laughs> well, it's funny now. Like, a lot were... of those all, a lot of those guys now are the are some of the biggest people saying you can't say shit. Like, Pan Oswald, a little bit. Cross isn't. But, yeah, those guys yeah. do that for sure. Because it's... I mean... I think they. I think people do have genuine feelings about it and beliefs, yeah. and that's okay. I don't... I but, mean, but I don't think Patton Oswalt or any of those guys has ever called for another comedian to get fired or lose their job. No, I mean, I think he's... I, I, I think he's... Not directly, but I know during, like, when Shane was, like, going through all the SNL shit, I think Patton was very much like, well, you, should, uh, you can't say that. And I'm like, dude, you have... You've said... You have whole bits where you say the F word... You say terrible things about other race, yeah. like race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Everybody's allowed to be an idiot. None of it matters. That's the point. What like, does matter? What being matters? Funny. If it's we're talking about comedy. No, in life. In life. Oh, that's a fine question. I don't fucking know. I think I knew at one point. What brings you joy? What like? Very little. <laughs> Just the idea. The, the idea of having very little sex with ladies, sex with women. Okay, I like sex with ladies. I like sex with ladies. Video games. I'm a big video game fan. 
I I was not allowed to play video games as a kid, and really? so I I just never developed a taste. Better for it. off. It's a waste of time, but it is something that's fun. Yeah, now I just read books. That's there you my, go. Yeah. I like reading. Yeah, um, I don't know. Simple shit, you know, dude. I don't have. I mean, my whole life is consumed with fucking stand up all the time. So unfortunately, it's boring to talk about anything else because I don't have a lot of input. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess the point of life is. I was a drunk when I was younger because we grew up and we had nothing to do. So I got we all started getting fucked up really, really early on. Uh huh. By the time I was twenty five, it was like I gotta stop drinking or I'm gonna die kind of thing. And so, so you're sober. Yeah, I've been sober for a while. And uh, are you California sober or no, like I'm straight up sober? Ten years, nothing. Uh, although one time I accidentally robo tripped. But it was a genuine accident. I think that's I think that's okay. I had bronchitis and I was just chugging Robitussin. Yeah. And I was driving home from work and I was like, oh, I'm hallucinating. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's a purple elephant walking down the street. Yeah. It was like 10 minutes into my drive and I was like, it lives so far away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking tripping. Why do you... Here's... So... Why do you think... Yeah, we did the... I need to no, watch just, the table. Um... Why do you think there are so many sober, like, comedians who, like, had to get sober? Uh, I don't know. Well, really quick, let me finish my last point. Yeah, yeah. I will talk about that. So, I, whatever, I almost died a bunch of times. Yeah. And then it came to me, like, you know, maybe there's no reincarnation, and this is it, so I'm going to do the thing I want to do. And if you don't do that, I feel like you're wasting your life. And it might be that you want to work in an office and you're happy, right? Yeah. But if you don't, like, that dumbass dream you had when you were a kid, if it hasn't changed and you're mm-hmm. an adult still and you're not doing that, I think that's going against whatever the idea of God is. So... What were you doing? Besides getting fucked up, what were you doing at 25? Nothing. Like, you were just getting fucked up. Yeah, I hadn't worked in a year. I was doing painkillers. I was, my life, it was just bad. So, there was nothing going on. I started stand-up, and then I got sober two weeks, two couple months later. But, uh, yeah. Was there ever a worry that, like, did you always do, were you fucked up when you did stand-up? For the first couple of months. Not it, fucked up, but a couple, I would, like, have a couple beers. Or, yeah. Did you, did you worry... Yeah, definitely. Like we were like, oh shit, I'm not gonna be funny anymore. Yeah, that's a big thing, and I think that's to your next. What your next question was about why so many comics get sober is uh, there's it's the darkness is such a dumb fucking term, and that's not what it is. But there's something maladjustment in people who can see things that are regular and laugh about them. Something's broken in your brain to where you have that ability. Yeah, or your psyche or whatever, and. yeah, so the big fear is, like, I'm going to lose the darkness or whatever, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, lose yeah. my edge. And it turns out life fucking sucks whether you're sober or drunk or high. It's yeah. hard no matter what. And there will always be things that make you unhappy mm-hmm. and very sad. So you're fine. Yeah. It come, you know, for me, it was like a point. It was a place of, like, I wasn't – I was worse because I couldn't do anything. So – but I think uh, a lot of people end up getting sober that are comedians because uh, a lot of people end up getting sober. Yeah. It's not yeah, just and, and you probably just hear – and it's like comedians are by nature autobiographical, so right. I guess you just hear more about it. So yeah, I think yeah. Uh, it's a lot of. I go to you know I I know a lot of people who are not in comedy and struggle with substance abuse. Yeah, in some form or another, whatever it may be, because life is hellish. Were you? Do you ever like? Um, did you become like a big AA? Like yeah, I did the twelve step program. Uh, do the coins and all that shit. Yep, took some coins. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about that. Yeah, it saved my life. It saved a lot of lives of the people I know. Uh, it's a there's it's semi difficult to get into because any of those twelve step programs they talk about um, 
you know, there's some spiritual component to it. Yeah, the higher power, yeah. Right. And it was written in the 30s is when it came out. So they talk about a god, which is, sounds a lot like a Christian god, which is very difficult to ingest right away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, most modern people are able to do it, and I don't think it's a sticking point for anybody. But you got the real hard part is you got to want to fucking stop. And yeah. That, it sounds so stupid. No, that's true. You're right, right. But if you're an addict and an alcoholic, dude, I was like, all right, I might die tomorrow, like that bad, or I have to get sober. And it was still a difficult choice because you're just a fucking lunatic. Like, yeah, there's no, it's no well, rational you're lo- thinking. Yeah, you're lunatic, and you've become dependent. Like, you're there's a biochemical you're physically dependent. You're yeah. emotionally dependent. You're psychically dependent. You know, it's all that shit. It's the biggest fucking change. It's the biggest fear in the world is living without this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's terrifying. But once you finally get to a place. And it's fun. It's awesome. Getting fucked up is great. Yes. It's so much fun. People wouldn't do it if it wasn't great. Right. Yeah. I would still be doing it if I could. It's not yeah. a moral stance that I took. Yeah. It's that I can't. Uh-huh. So it's fun. And like, it's your only source of fun. It's your only source of happiness. And now you're asking me to give this up. But once you get to a place where, for me, eventually, if you're a real fucking degenerate, it just stops working. Like, I couldn't get drunk. I couldn't get fucking high. I just couldn't. Like, I would do all the things. And it just wouldn't work. And you get to a place where you're like, well, this isn't even a solution anymore, and I'm probably going to die, so let's try the other thing. But that took a lot of years of pain and suffering before I was finally like, okay, I can't do this at all. Like, this is fucking poison to me. I've, I've, I don't, I've never, I don't, I don't think I've heard everyone, anyone quite describe it like that, where you physically couldn't, like, it just wasn't, it wasn't yeah. working and you were still doing it. Yeah, I think yeah. most alcoholics get to that point where it's, or drug addicts or whatever, where, uh, you know, it calms the it calms the insane anxiety that exists within you at all times as an alcoholic. But you're not getting high. You're not getting fucked up. Like I used to do it because it would take away the worries. And now the worries are still there. They're worse. I'm just yeah. like the mild physical aspect that I'm addicted to. You know, is relieved. But the yeah. the real potency of it isn't working. Um, yeah, that's a sobering moment. But even then, when that happens, you're still like, eh, I don't want to quit. It's fucking brutal. I mean, I imagine like because all your friends are probably, you probably people you get fucked up with. So like, yeah, do you have to like stop being friends? I mean, do you did you have to like lose a bunch of friends? All that? <laughs> What's really cool about getting sober is you realize how uh, fake fear is in general. Fear is not a real thing. It's really not. Um, it doesn't exist unless you allow it to, and then it absolutely exists and rules your life. But there's numerous fears. One of them is. I'm not going to have any friends, right? Mm-hmm. And within six months of getting sober and working on myself, I had different friends. I still had those friends. Yeah. We just didn't hang out as much. And I realized that the reason we hung out was because we got fucked up together. Yeah. We, pro- we didn't have a lot in common, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like a great loss. None of it is. And you just keep facing those fears. And you realize, like, the more you walk through them, the, le- the you, you, it becomes like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just none of that shit's real. It's all in your fucking head. And that's one of the major problems, like, tying it back into the other stuff of, like, being feeling like you're being victimized is you can live that way forever, and it'll never get better, ever. But if you face whatever the fucking fears are, it'll get better very quickly. You just got to do it. Yeah. If you do it ten times, you won't be afraid of it. It's very easy to be, as someone who has been in that point, and I still struggle with anxiety and fear. Like, it's so, it's easy. It's comforting. Well, that's the real thing, right? It's not that it's bad. It's that we love it. Yeah. You're addicted to it. It's yeah. just another addiction. It's not that we're, oh, man, this is ruining my life. It's that I, this feels good so I don't have to leave the house. 
Yeah. It allows you to be irresponsible. That's what it really well, is. Well, it, it does. It's like, oh, it's out of my hands. It, yeah. you, you, it takes it takes everything out of your control, and you're like, well, I am i can't do this because of my anxiety and yeah. shit. And, yeah, but you can't, like, because that doesn't, it, it controls you, and it doesn't, it make it, it it soothes you. It certainly doesn't make you happy. It certainly no. doesn't like. No, but there's a there's comfort and happiness are interchangeable a lot of times for people. Yeah, but they don't realize that. Like, true happiness is rare. If yeah, for me to be really happy, I have to be doing so much work on myself daily to like find that, and it's easier to not do that. When's the last time you were truly happy? Oh, they come in moments. Yeah, it's a mo- that's 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 another thing I want to say. It's like people happiness is not like a it's a but it's it can a, it's be a, it's a it's a blip. Yeah, but it can be. When I was first couple of years getting sober, all yeah. I was doing I would do comedy and I had a, a job or whatever. But all I was doing really was working on myself and focusing on that shit, uh-huh. doing a lot of spiritual stuff, and I was genuinely happy all the time, and it terrified me. Uh, I was in my hometown. I had a, I was job waiting tables, and I was completely content. I had a girlfriend, and it scared the shit out of me. Because I was like, I realize, it kind of fucked me in comedy. Because I realized, like, none of that matters. Yeah. It's all fake. Like, the success, recognition, um, having your name go down in history, any kind of, like, need for being told that you're good at something is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. All that matters is, like, being a truly good person and you will be truly happy. Like, everybody talks about freedom in this country a lot. The worst, the scariest thing about freedom, like true freedom, is ultimate responsibility. It's ultimate yes. personal responsibility. That's what we don't talk about enough. Which nobody wants to do. Nobody talks about the, the freedom comes with a consequence, you know? Yeah, well, to really have it means that you are fully responsible for yourself and your actions and your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings and how you act. That's yeah. true freedom because you are not experiencing the, um, you know, the runoff negatives of acting like a fucking cunt all the time. Yeah. That you don't even realize are affecting you. So. It's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Do you feel happy when you're on stage? No. Absolutely not. No? <laughs> I love it. But it's not happiness. I mean, I guess... Do you feel joy when you're on stage? No. How about that? I was going to say, there's a difference. Maybe I feel happy if it's going well. Yeah. But true joy is different. Mm-hmm. True joy is a... Uh, for me, it's a contentedness mixed with happiness that is rare. I yeah. have it like with, around love, like my nieces and nephews will feel it, but... um yeah, I don't think th- I think that that is a a thing that we don't give a fuck about, and it's not the point. Like the point is to make money and have people know who you are, and those two things we've known since the beginning of mankind don't make you happy. Yeah, don't give you joy. No, we don't care because it's more fun. Yeah, it's more exciting. Being contented and joyful is a lot of times boring. It's very boring. That's why that's why the dudes who do it most of the time are monks who are sitting up, in a fucking tree. Yeah, yeah, up, up a fucking mountain, right? Because well, it's crazy when you're that monk. You don't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. You don't have any desire to be anywhere else. Yeah. So it's like, it's a very strange like dichotomy between, I don't know. When I when I got sober, I had like, you know, some serious like spiritual moments that really shifted my view on the world and everything. And uh, did you like, did you go through like, because I, I know a lot of people when they go sober, they go through like a Jesus. Did you go through like a Jesus phase? No. Um, it wasn't a Jesus thing. I was always, you know... Uh, not too analytical, but just too, like, self... It's more of a self... Uh, what am I saying? It's like a lack of... It's like a... It's too, I'm too worried about what other people think of me. Yeah. If I didn't give a fuck, maybe. 
because I know people who are like that and are very happy. But to me, it was like, I don't want people to think I'm a weird Jesus guy. But I was definitely like very, very spiritual. And mm-hmm. that was the whole point of my existence for a long time. And uh, what, what caused that shift? Uh, that's where the, the 12 step programs come in. That's oh, the, the 12, the 12 step, the, that didn't lead to the spirituality, the spirituality. The 12 step was like a break from the uber spirituality. No, the 12 steps is what gave me the spirituality. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like an idiot's guide to being spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's what those programs are. Pretty much. What was your most difficult step? They're all awful. They're all awful. <laughs> now you got you know uh, you got to make amends and all that stuff. That's not fun. But the hardest, truly, the hardest one is the very first one, which is you admit that you're totally powerless over drugs and alcohol, and uh, that's the hardest one because it's the only one that really matters that you have to do totally. Yeah, your whole being has to be convinced of that. Well, that's why it's probably number one, right? Because you have to with every because you have to start there, or else you can't really yeah. go any further. And I'm a stubborn fucking asshole. Like I'm an Irish Italian guy, so oh man, it takes a lot for me to can be convinced of anything. And the amount of pain and suffering I had to go through for that was, you know, it was so much worse than going up to somebody and being like, "Sorry, I stole money. Here's your money." You know, like yeah. in comparison. Because it, because you have to confront your greatest villain, which is yourself. Yeah, and I have a giant ego, and it's like, it, well, yeah, you, of course, you're doing fucking stand up comedy. Of course, you you yeah. gotta have a fucking ego. Yeah, that's the only way to survive. Yeah, but, you know. So the last thing I want to do is be like, I'm weak. Like that's what it's an admittance yeah. of true weakness. Like I'm weak yeah. in this area. Isn't that weird? How like some of the best comics are these like self hating, just like self deprecating people, but. They also have to. You also have to have this like supreme ego about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they talk about that a lot in meetings where you're either a piece of shit, but you're the center of the universe. Yeah. So it's like you know I fucking suck, but I'm all that matters. Also, it's like inverse egomania almost. It's yeah, uh, but I think it's I think that's human, and it's just like extreme. It's, it's being extremely human. Like, I think most people feel that way to an extent. Yeah. Most people are mildly narcissistic and don't truly love themselves. But with comics and drug addicts uh, and alcoholics, those people, it's like that just a lot stronger. Yeah. You know? Um, so we're going to wrap up here. Um, do you have any uh, plugs or anything you want to... Uh... Yeah. Um, we have a podcast called No Charisma. You can check it out on Instagram. We have a sketch comedy call show called the Red Rob Roy Show. It's also on Instagram, and my Instagram is Rob Pug Comic. Rob Rob Pug Comic, yeah. Yeah, P U G. Uh, great. I don't have any. I don't have a. I need to think of like a fun closing question. Um, all right. Let's think of it now. All right. Um. So you're 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 stuck on an island. Uh huh. Um, you can have three items. Okay. But one of the items. Has to be something that you hate. I can have three items, but one of them has to be something I hate. Yes, that sucks. All right, I got it. My ex-girlfriend, a yep. gun, and a bullet. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, and you can just like wait, well, wait, well, I guess well. No, I just shoot myself. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's like now oh, you're stuck. Now, now she's stuck on an yeah. island. Yeah, ultimate revenge. <laughs> ultimate revenge. That is the helicopter. That is, that is Shakespearean, right? <laughs>
That's a good answer to a question I just made up that I thought was going to be stupid, but you... That was what? a good question. That was a great question. <laughs> that was a great question. Um, all right, man. Thanks, uh, buddy. This was thank, fun. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for making time. Yeah, dude. Anytime. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a blast.